This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources. Got my buddy, Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. How you doing? Back from Europe, my friend. Oh, yeah. We had a fantastic trip. That's the only way to to cruise now. I've switched from ocean cruising to river cruising. That's the way to go. I've never done a river cruise. Me neither. It was so small. I couldn't believe it. And uh, such a small group of people. We made friends from all over the world. And it was intimate enough that we got to know them pretty well. And saw some areas of uh, Europe you probably wouldn't get to. I didn't even recognize the names at most of the towns we were going to before we left. Uh, but it was it was fantastic. That's incredible. I had the chance, as you know, to go with my brother in April to Scotland, and we had a great trip there. And there's just so much history in Europe, and it just makes you realize how young the United States is. Yeah, we saw a church, and it said you know 1327. I'm like, wow, that church is considerably older than our country. Yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> so, and you climbed a mountain while I was gone. I did. I climbed our Grand Teton with my son. It was uh, probably uh, three of the toughest days of my life, but... So you were busting your butt and I was laying back and relaxing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was tough, but, but very rewarding. I got back on, we hiked out Sunday and we flew home and Monday I was here with the team and everybody was teasing me. I was limping around like it was 90 <laughs> or 95. But well, Quite an achievement. Yeah, it was quite an achievement, but really excited for this week's show. You know, Randy, when you... I guess when you think about retirement, it's really easy to get caught up in a vision of kind of what we're talking about, right? Relaxation, maybe it's adventure, maybe it's some well-deserved leisure, and rightfully so, right? I mean, you spent so many years planning for this, and after that lifetime of hard work, I think we all kind of seek out the freedom that retirement can promise. But what sometimes gets overlooked is that there's a handful of decisions that can seem pretty ordinary at first glance that have a lot of power in shaping your financial future. Things like deciding when to retire, when to begin drawing Social Security, how you want to invest those savings, and so many other things we have to think about. And some of the key decisions you'll be forced to make along this path to retirement really can make or break your retirement future. So during today's program, we're going to uncover some of the hidden nuances, some of the pitfalls, and the optimal paths forward in navigating your course. And by the end of our hour together, my hope is that you'll feel more confident, more connected, and better equipped to make the most appropriate decisions to help enhance your future. And Randy, today we're going to uncover some of those key decisions that can help make or break your financial future. And, you know, I think that we really all want to kind of achieve these retirement dreams. That's what it's all about, mm-hmm. right? You saw that movie that's gotten popular, right? Bucket List. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Right? I, like that. I, I know. But I, I, th- I think the way, you know, we most enjoy spending our time for us as advisors is by personally helping our clients map out their individual course for retirement confidence. And again, if you're ready to take those next steps, we'd love to help. And I think, Randy, when you think about, you know, kind of jumping into retirement, I think I love that movie, Forrest Gump. Remember that one? That's a great old movie. You remember that main character, of course, was Tom Hanks. And and he makes a decision that at the time might have seemed small, but it ultimately shaped the course of his entire life. If you think back to the movie, when he's a young boy, he wears leg braces due to a physical disability. And he's waiting for the school bus when a group of bullies start to chase him. 
And as he runs, the leg braces start to break off, and then he discovers he can run incredibly fast without them. And in that moment, Forrest makes a pivotal choice to keep running. And if you think about, you know, his simple choice to keep running, triggered by the incident with the bullies, it sets him on this incredible life journey that took him to places and experiences he could have never imagined. And I think the same is true, Randy, for the decisions and choices that people commonly make as they prepare and transition into retirement. And these decisions really are the crossroads where a path to financial confidence intersects with all the uncertainties that we know can happen in mm -hmm. retirement. And they're really the gateways to a retirement that thrives or barely survives, right? I mean, we've both been doing this long enough that we've seen both ends of the spectrum. Right. So let's talk about some of those major decisions you're like to, likely to encounter. And the first one is probably a biggie, Randy. Like, when? When's that magic <laughs> date? When can I retire, buddy? Right. And that's the big one. You know, I, I often say to people that retirement isn't just a date and a dollar amount, but that's where most people start. I want to retire at 65 when I've got a million dollars or retire at 60, whatever. And it's just kind of a, um, it's a dream, but there's no uh, underlying foundation behind it. So to sit down and put together uh, a financial plan and take a look at, is that going to work? You know, we've seen many times where we gather the data with a new family and plug it all in and see, yeah, you're, you're good. In fact, you can retire now. You can be done early or in some cases not as fun, but equally important conversations you know, this is not going to work. You're going to have to push it back a little bit, save a little more, spend a little less, but putting all of the, uh, the data into that soup that comes up with the, with the recipe of retirement. Uh, that's, that's what we do here. Yeah, that certainly is what we do here. And, you know, I, I think when you think about that retirement age, it can significantly impact so many things, right? Financial stability, lifestyle, retirement goals. And it's really important to calculate and, and evaluate when to retire so you have that comfortable and fulfilling retirement because making the wrong move here can really lead to financial strain or missed opportunities. There's a challenge we deal with, Randy, that, you know, technically is called sequence of return risk, but it's this risk of losing money early in retirement. So if you retire too early because you haven't calculated and planned properly, and then you get a double whammy, another right hook, and, and you then have a bad market period or a bad investment period early in retirement, we know statistically that can really kind of hit you in the pocket and really kind of put at jeopardy how long your money will last. And that's by far, so I've been working with retirees now for 21 years. And how long should, should I age this, Randy? I'm about 23. 20, you got me beat, buddy. You got me beat. I'm trying to catch up on the gray hairs here, buddy. I oh, got, you got a long way to go there. Well, I got, I got a bunch in the beard and some are coming in on my head, but... Uh, you know, I, I think that's by far over that time period It's the number one question that I've gotten, whether it's through this podcast, people are coming to meet us, you know, TV shows. Tony, do I have enough money? Am I going to be OK? That's what we hear over and over and over. And what people are really asking about is income there. Am I going to have the income I need to survive a long lasting retirement? Because the reality is we are all living longer and longer. So we have to solve that question. And I think the challenge that we face often when I look at, and there's some great advisors out there, but when I look at some of my peers, you know, throughout the Midwest and different advisors around the country, oftentimes they're either selling a product or they're selling a portfolio, right? And our colleague Brad always asks, do you have a portfolio or do you have a plan? Mm -hmm. 
And we really think a comprehensive plan needs to address five areas. And please don't misunderstand me. The investments, the portfolio are an important part of that because that's going to be the fuel. That's going to be our engine to kind of solve the other problems. But that's one of five stops on the retirement ready roadmap that you need to complete. The next one is an income plan. And that's what I was just talking about. Right. And you might not be sure. Sometimes people say, well, I don't know, Tony, I have a financial advisor, but I'm not sure if I have an income plan. Well, that might be the answer to the question. But a couple questions you can ask yourself do I know where my income's coming from, from what account and what order? And do I know how long my income's going to last? Those are questions that we can answer for you and show you how to solve that. If you don't know the answers, I would suggest you probably don't have an income plan. And this may sound, you know, today we're talking about kind of seemingly frivolous decisions. And it may seem like, well, what difference does it make? I saved up this money. I'll just start taking out what I need. Well, I had a family that came in. They were kicking the tires a little bit, ended up becoming clients. And the two of them initially, all I did was I changed the order in which we were taking our income out. And it added a little bit more than nine years to their portfolio. That's amazing. Almost a decade just by simply changing the order of withdrawal. So some of these decisions seem small, but they are very important. So we want to have the investment squared away. Second stop on the roadmap is our income plan. We definitely want to think about healthcare, whether you're retiring early and we need a solution to get to Medicare age, maybe your Medicare age, and we need to think about Medicare supplement, Medicare Advantage plans, or maybe it's some end-of-life concerns, long-term care issues, other health things that we have to think about and plan for, and just plan for rising health care costs as we age. So we want to solve that stop on a retirement-ready roadmap. The fourth stop we want to think about is family. And we're talking about health and wellness continuity, but also succession planning, right? Are we set up properly where, you know, your assets are going to go where you want them to go, how you want them to go there? And then the fifth stop, maybe, you know, the most important is tax planning. I'm not talking about tax prep. If you have somebody that does your tax returns, I'm talking about strategies where we can reduce your taxes over the next 20 or 30 years. It's not uncommon that we can save folks six figures in taxes by doing some forward thinking tax planning. And only when we put all five of those stops together, have we really solved and have a complete retirement ready roadmap. I think sometimes, Randy, you know, in early retirement, as you're creating your retirement ready roadmap, your retirement plan, I think there's some areas that can seem like kind of throwaway decisions, right? Kind of these passing decisions that maybe feel like they don't have a lot of importance. And that's where I think sometimes working with a great financial advisor, a fiduciary, right? And to explain the difference, there's people out there that can just sell products, insurance products. There's people that just get paid a commission, to sell you a mutual fund or a stock, or there's advisors that take a more holistic approach and really put the different pieces together. And I think, you know, that's where a good fiduciary advisor can really help you think about, you know, this isn't just a throwaway decision and this is why it's important and here's your options and, and here's, you know, why it's so important to make these decisions in a great way, because it can really change the longevity of your portfolio or how long your money lasts. And the next one I wanted to talk about a little bit is when to start Social Security, right? Because we can start it at 62, you're taking a 25% reduction. But if you wait from 62 to full retirement age, for most of us, that's probably 67, it grows at 6% a year. 
And then if you wait from 67 to 70, it grows at 8% a year. And even as high as the interest rates are right now, there's really nothing out there that's guaranteeing you 6 and 8% rates of return. So getting that right is really important. Right. And that's not even factoring in the cost of living updates. So last year, I think it was 8.65. So if you waited, you got a almost a 17% raise by uh, deferring starting Social Security. So it's a very important decision. And I think I heard that like 72% of people start as early as they can at 62. There's no planning. There's no strategy. They just say, I want my money. Give me my check, which in some cases, people don't have any other option. But typically for the families that we work with, they've been good savers. They've been good investors. They've been enrolled in their 401k plan and been deferring gratification. A lot of times you have options there that you maybe have not considered. If you draw from your portfolio in the meantime, and we can't guarantee anything like the six or 8% that the government is guaranteeing you, you know, you can allow your portfolio to diminish a little bit, but your social security has grown over that time. There's also generally, if you're, if it's a, if it's a couple, you've got some options there. You can uh, draw on your own benefit. You can draw part of the, the spouse's benefit, depending on the strategy and when you start. But a lot of times it makes sense to take a really good look at that because if you can wait with one of the spouses, if it works in your situation, so maybe one waits till 70, you're guaranteed to get the maximum benefit for one of those spouses. That may not make as big of an impact right now, but in the future when one of you's passed, it could make a huge impact because the smaller of the two goes away. So just for an example, in, in my situation right now, the rules may change, but I'm seven years older than my wife. The plan is for her to start Social Security at 62. It's going to be a small amount to get some cash flow. I'll start at 70. We're going to have a bigger amount you know, that we'll have to supplement it for our portfolio until I get there whichever one of us goes first, they're going to be left with my larger social security benefit. So it doesn't have to be as complicated as people make it, but it's good to take a look at that and see how it factors into all of those different areas that you talked about earlier, our five retirement roadmap stops. Because based on when you take social security, that's on our income stop. That's going to affect taxation. Because it's income, it's also going to affect our uh, Medicare premiums potentially. Or if you retired early and you're on the healthcare exchange, that's going to affect your subsidies while you're on the exchange until you get to age 65. So you can't look at these things in silos. They all work together. They all affect each other. So it's really important to take the holistic view and take a look at all of them and how one strategy may work for somebody and it does not work for somebody else based on their circumstances. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, it really does need to be an individualized plan, right? I mean, it's going to be a different answer for everybody. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize, in particular, if you're married, there are different ways you can turn on Social Security. And that can have a also a, you know, deep five figure, if not six figure difference on how much benefits you collect if you live to full life expectancy. So doing that the right way is really important when it comes to Social Security. You know, timing really is everything. You know, maybe it's time, you know, similar to trying to catch a perfect wave at a beach. I don't know, you ever try surfing, Randy? I have not. <laughs> I did once. It was pretty humiliating. Is there any other? You ever see like the cool surfer guys and girls, right. you know, and they look so awesome. And That wasn't yeah. you? No, no. I'll, I'll like 
Dylan's get beat up by the waves. Oh, I need to see the video. Yeah, that would be a good one. But, um, you know, but but I think the idea here is you don't want to jump in too early, but you also don't want to wait too long. Starting benefits early, you know, can really seem tempting because you think, boy, I'm 62. I paid all my life. I want to get this going. But you have to be careful because it means a smaller monthly payout. And nobody wants that. And on the flip side, if you hold off on claiming your benefits for too long, you can end up with a higher monthly payment. But hey, you know, life's not always that easy, right? Sometimes, you know, we might have health conditions where we're not sure we're going to live to life expectancy and waiting sometimes is not an option financially for everybody. So, you know, this decision can really have a big impact on the future in the long run. And, and, you know, when we're talking about retirement running kind of our golden years, you definitely want to make the most of it. And when it comes to deciding when to start Social Security benefits, I think one common mistake among married couples is just focusing on their own life expectancy. A lot of people think that the best way to make this decision is to do some sort of break-even analysis. You know, comparing the amount they'd get if they started retirement benefits early, which might be lower, versus waiting longer to get a bigger benefit. And the whole idea is to figure out how many years they need to live to reach the break-even point. Even if they don't feel too confident about living past that break-even age, they might opt to start the reduced benefit early. Now, don't get me wrong, this approach might be fine in some cases, but let me tell you, it's not always the best way to make the decision, especially if you're married. And, and let me give you a little bit of an example here. So let's say you're in a similar situation to our friends Bob and Mary. Bob has always been thinking that it's better for him to start his retirement benefits as soon as he can because, you know, health isn't great and he doesn't expect to live a super long life to benefit from delaying the benefits. Now, that decision might make sense when we just look at Bob and his life. But here's what Bob's not considering. His lovely wife, Mary, right? My grandpa always said, happy wife, happy life, mm -hmm. right? You got to take care of the wife. But if Bob here were to pass away... Mary can actually inherit 100% of his retirement benefits. Now, here's the kicker. If Mary's in good health and expects to live a long life, Bob might want to think about delaying the start of his benefits. By doing that, he could help ensure Mary will ultimately get the higher income after he's gone. So this is just a simple example to, as you can see, it's not just about optimizing your own benefits during your own lifetime. When you're married, you've got to think about your spouse's financial future as well. Delaying your benefits can be an appropriate move to help establish some security for your partner down the road. And we have some great tools, Randy, part of the process. So when folks come in to meet with us, it's a pretty simple two-appointment process. There's no cost or obligation. The first meeting is what we call the discovery. So we're going to spend some time getting to know you better, not, not just numbers, I'll, you know, I, I know that's important to everybody, but also going to know you. What's what I say, what's the why behind your retirement? Why did you save this money for 30 or 40 years versus just blowing through every paycheck? Mm -hmm. Right. What are some of those dreams, goals, wishes, desires? Is it to live very frugally and pass on everything you can? Is it to enjoy yourself and what's left is left? Or is it to spend every penny? Right. There's very different goals and dreams. Sometimes it's travel. Some people say, hey, I'm a homebody. So we're going to get to know you a little bit better in that first appointment. Then we're going to ask you to come back for a second appointment. That's also complimentary. And we're going to do about, depending on the case, about three to six hours of homework in between those appointments where we're going to come up with some high level ideas and some suggestions. Now, answer might be, hey, you're in great shape. We don't recommend anything and change for the sake of change doesn't help anybody. But if there's some areas we think we can 
improve, whether it's investments, income plan, healthcare, family. Maybe you don't have any forward thinking tax planning. That's probably the biggest area we see missing. Yeah, definitely. You know, people just haven't implemented tax strategies because they assume that's only for the ultra wealthy. And we're going to walk you through some of those ideas and concepts. And then, Randy, most of the families that meet, we meet with are, are armed with the information they need by the end of that second appointment to decide if we're a fit for, or not. And we're certainly not a fit for everybody. There's never any pressure to make a decision. We certainly understand we're not a fit for everybody, but people, I think, will be aware of that. But during that process, long way of getting to my point, during that process, uh, one of the things we're going to look at is your Social Security benefits and see how we can maximize that. What can we do to make sure if you live to life expectancy, you get the most benefit out of Social Security, especially if you're married, what strategy can we use to maximize that over both lifetimes? We have uh, lots of great tools and resources. There's ways to connect with us completely complimentary. Maybe you have a quick question. You can set up a 15-minute phone call. Maybe you'd like a little bit more in-depth review. Maybe you want a second set of eyes on your plan. You might have created your retirement plan yourself, or maybe you don't even have a plan. In any of those cases, we can help. You'll be able to see the calendar set up an in-person or virtual appointment right at retirementreadyshow.com. But this week, Randy, we're talking about kind of some of these decisions that sometimes feel like nominal decisions, decisions you don't put a whole lot of thought into when you're entering retirement. But from our side, you know, we understand the impact and these aren't nominal decisions. These are things that need to be well thought through because they can have a big impact. And the next area I wanted to talk about a little bit is kind of that first stop on our retirement ready roadmap investments and investment related decisions. When you have a longer term time frame, you can write out the ups and downs in the market. So I know in 2008, everybody remembers that market went down by 40% and somebody who retired with a million dollars suddenly had, if they hadn't made adjustments prior to that, they've got, you know, 600,000 left and they're going back to work. So we know that those kind of things happen. The market is volatile and volatility is your friend if you have a plan. So as you get closer to retirement, you need to take a look at your investments and say, that probably wasn't a whole lot of fun when I had time to recover. It's going to be a lot less fun if that happens again when you don't have that time. So kind of partitioning your portfolio and saying, hey, I'm going to need to have a segment of my portfolio in the market. It's going to have to be, have the appropriate risk, but I, I need to take some level of risk to get the growth that I'm looking for. But you know, there's a portion of the portfolio that I have no interest in participating in that. I want that to be my safe bucket. I want it to be boring. So we take a look at that and say, let's take a look at five, 10, 12 years of income. Let's put that aside in something that's going to be a little bit more conservative. You're not going to have the upside, but we're less worried about that in the short run. We're worried about the downside. So when we set this up and we have people with their safe bucket and the people with their growth bucket, they're a lot more comfortable. They're still going through the same market volatility, but they know, okay, the volatile section, we got a plan for that and we're not going to touch it for 5, 10, 12 years. You know, if it goes up, we don't have to wait 5 or 10 or 12 years. We can, we can draw on that. So the last couple of years were a great example of this, 2021. A lot of people were taking their retirement paycheck from their growth buckets. 2022, when stocks were down, bonds were down, well, then that safe bucket was the place to take it from. And in fact, for some clients, take money out of the safe bucket, put it in the growth bucket, buy things on sale. It hasn't happened yet, but when the market's recovered and we get it back up there, 
Let's refill that safe bucket. So that's kind of an oversimplification because there's a lot, you know, there's stocks and bonds and real estate and commodities and all sorts of things. But to take a look at all that and to pick the appropriate portfolio for your time frame, for your risk tolerance, so that you're not worrying about it. You're not thinking about this. I, I like to say to people, you never want to have an exciting meeting with your doctor or your financial advisor. It should be kind of boring. It's like, you know what? We're still on track. We're, it's not about getting the biggest bang for the buck, getting the most return. It's about having a really nice retirement and being able to sleep at night. Yeah. Sleeping at night is really key, isn't it? Yeah. We always kind of joke around with our clients and say, hey, if you're up at night, if you're in retirement or on vacation somewhere in retirement, thinking about your retirement plan, we've missed the mark somewhere. So it really is, uh, you know, we joke about being sleep doctors, but it really is about sleeping well at night. And part of that is getting that risk right. And part of our process when we do our retirement ready roadmap, we have a great tool when you come in for that first complimentary appointment. We're going to take you through a series of questions and you'll get assigned a risk number. Now, if you're looking at the radio and saying, well, what's a risk number? That probably means you don't have one, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really important to have, you know, one being, uh, I was talking about my grandparents, you know, Grandma Mary, Grandpa Sam, they were children of the Depression. Um, Grandma, Grandma Mary was one of the most brilliant women I've ever met in my life. Uh, Grandpa was a World War II Navy vet and he got back from World War II and he got a PhD in economics. And every seven years, they'd pack up the family, they'd move to another country for grandpa's sabbatical. And grandma was, when I say she was brilliant, I'm not stretching the word. She would learn the language in weeks. She was really, really brilliant. Although, you know, it seemed like she was just a a housewife. She was the brains of the operation and and really did the hard work at home. And, but I, I, I think the impact of growing up during the great depression was so great on them, right? They never invested in anything but CDs. And they were great savers and they were conservative spenders. So they had a nice retirement. But I often wondered, you know, if they had an advisor like me advising them back then, I think about the places they could have gone, the retirement they could have had, you know, and I really wanted a better retirement for them. And I certainly want a better retirement for our clients. But I kind of jokingly call it Grandma Mary's mattress money, right? If it was up to Grandma Mary, she'd have everything under the mattress, Right. So that's a one on the risk scale. Ninety nine is actually more risky than the market itself. So we're going to figure out where you are on that risk paradigm, if you will. And let's just say for simple numbers, you're a thirty five. Right. Most of our clients are, are more conservative. Right. If you're the type of person that's trying to, you know, milk out everything you can in the stock market. I'll save you some time and say we wouldn't be the right fit for you. We're more holistic planners and our clients tend to fall on the more conservative side of the spectrum. But let's say you're what I call your emotional risk is a 35. That's the risk you're comfortable taking before you're hitting the panic button and and can't sleep at night. And then what we're going to do as part of that process, again, completely complimentary, we're going to take a look at your current portfolio. And what happens so often, Randy, I know you see this nearly every day, is someone says, hey, I'm comfortable at a 35, but then we analyze their portfolio and it's a 70, Mm -hmm. which begs the question, why are you taking double the risk? And the most common answers we get are either, hey, Tony, I had no idea, or if I've told my advisor once, I've told him or her a hundred times, I didn't want an aggressive portfolio and I just didn't know this was going on. Now, does that mean we hit the panic button and the building's on fire? Of course not. But it's data 
so we can make good decisions and think about do we want to stay at a 70 or do we want to migrate in your plan down towards a 35 so you're not thinking about your portfolio and you are sleeping better at night right it's it's more important to be invested appropriately for your risk and staying invested than to be more aggressively invested and then you bail out because you can't handle it so somebody who's got more upside in their portfolio may actually perform considerably worse than somebody who's taking less risk who stayed invested. So there's this point of capitulation for people that haven't gone through this exercise. They're like, okay, I was good down 20. I was good down 30, 35. I'm out. You're selling on sale, you know? And then when do you buy back in when everything's very expensive? Well, and it's hard not to do that. Right? I mean, I empathize with that. I, I have a friend who's an advisor and had just not too long ago sold his companies, but like really panicked, like when COVID hit, and this is an advisor success. Thankfully you didn't do it with his clients right. money, but <laughs> Panicked with his own money, went to bonds, and then he watched the quickest market recovery in history, right? So so it, it's easy to get emotionally wrapped up in your money, and I empathize with that. But that's why it's so important to get that right from the beginning. And that's why a lot of times I'm meeting with a new family, and it sounds it can sound a little bit scary, but I'm focusing, hey, if we're invested at a 35, here's what it looked like in 2008, and I've had a couple of people say, Tony, why are you showing me that year? I see so many years where you did great. I get that. But but I'm worried about that extreme year because what I don't want you to do is start calling saying, can I stay retired? Can we do this? Do we have to cancel our trips? You know, should I be selling or making the worst decision to your point, Randy, selling at the bottom, which all that does is lock in the gains and that really puts your longevity at risk. So I think you resolve that by getting that risk right in the beginning. It, it takes a little bit of time and it's something you revisit every couple of years because typically people have more risk in an up market than they do in a down market. So having that discussion, because we really don't want people worried about the markets up, the markets down. It comes down to that question you mentioned, am I going to be okay? Am I getting my check? You know, eventually people get, as you get older, you kind of get used to this and it's like, okay, the market goes up and it goes down. We know that. We don't have a crystal ball, but if we have a plan for it, we're prepared. We'll take advantage of the downs. We'll take advantage of the ups. We don't even necessarily have a preference which way it goes because there's advantages to both if we've thought through it uh, and it puts you in an appropriate portfolio for your risk and for your goals. Yeah. Having that set to, is really, really important. And I know these issues can be a bit confusing and that's why we're here to help you out. Our firm has the experience to analyze so many different scenarios that are specific to your circumstance. And together we can develop a personalized retirement ready roadmap and help you guide, help guide you, I should say, through your retirement decisions. Remember, taking action now can make a significant difference in your financial future. So don't hesitate, whether it's with us or with someone else, I want to see you achieve the retirement of your dreams. You've been tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. 
Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.